Welcome to your Jesuit parish in the heart of Hollywood. This is the Blessed Sacrament Hollywood Podcast, and here's today's homily. My friends, the Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus spoke to the crowds and to his disciples, saying, The scribes and the Pharisees have taken their seat on the chair of Moses. Therefore, do and observe all things whatsoever they tell you, but do not follow their example. For they preach, but they do not practice. They tie up heavy burdens hard to carry and lay them on people's shoulders, but they will not lift a finger to move them. All their works are performed to be seen. They widen their phylacteries and lengthen their tassels. They love places of honor at banquets, seats of honor in synagogues, greetings in marketplaces, and the salutation rabbi. As for you, do not be called rabbi. You have but one teacher, and you are all brothers and sisters. Call no one on earth your father. You have but one Father in heaven. Do not be called Master. You have but one Master, the Christ. The greatest among you must be your servant. Whoever exalts himself will be humbled, but whoever humbles himself will be exalted. The Gospel of the Lord. Well, my friends, not only are we changing the clock this evening, and we get an extra hour of sleep. But we're also beginning a new preaching series here at Blessed Sacrament Church, and it's called Unburied Treasure, No Map Required. Not only that, but we are celebrating four baptisms tomorrow, two at the English Mass and two at the Spanish Mass, welcoming four new members into our community with great joy. And we're also moving into National Vocation Awareness Week in the church when we pray for vocations to the religious life and to the priesthood, to the diaconate, and to lay leadership in our communities of faith throughout the country and the world. And I thought for a moment in light of our preaching series and also this time of praying for vocations that we could reflect together for a moment on that theme of vocation. It's a beautiful word that we use in our communities of faith. It speaks to my gifts, your gifts, the gifts in our community, the unburied treasure that we share with one another, the calling, the invitation from our God of love that we hear at different times in our lives and in our hearts to share that treasure, those gifts, our compassion, our love, our time with one another. And it's such a beautiful gift of the Holy Spirit that energizes us and helps us to see the path forward together as we journey closer to God and try to create a more healing world, a more peaceful and just world together. Frederick Beekner, who was a Protestant uh, brother and minister who had many great uh, spiritual reflections and writings, he once said that the place of vocation is where your deepest desire, your deepest joy resonates 
and meets and intersects with the world's greatest needs. So that place of deep, authentic desire where my joy resonates and encounters the great needs of the world is a place of vocation, he said. And I think it's a process for each of us to discover that and then to share that love. And sometimes we do this in great or extraordinary ways, but often it's more about doing great things, doing small things with great love in the day in and the day out. The way we're present to one another, the way we're patient with one another, the way we try to help one another and be compassionate day in and day out. We know that uh, vocation comes to us in many different ways. Uh, Mother Teresa of Calcutta, when she was taking a train ride to her retreat one year, she discovered a vocation within her vocation. She already had discovered that her vocation was to be a religious sister, but then she realized that the Lord was calling her to serve the poorest of the poor and to do that with great charity and to call other sisters to also work in that effort with her through the Lord's grace. And we know that the founder of the Jesuits, uh, St. Ignatius of Loyola, went through a time that was traumatic for him when he was fighting against the French and in a battle in Pamplona and a cannonball came over the wall of the fortress and wounded his legs. And he went through this long year of convalescence, a very painful year. And through that trauma, he discovered God's love and presence in his life by reading a book of the lives of the saints and a book of the life of Christ, God began to speak to him in his heart and the Holy Spirit moved and stirred in him. And he realized that while all of his previous plans had fallen apart, now God was inviting him to a new journey and to a new life. And he dedicated himself on his sickbed. He dedicated himself to God and to God's service and to the love of all humankind. And that was the beginning, the tender beginnings of the Jesuits 500 years ago. And so this gift of vocation is a great mystery and it's also a great gift. And so we reflect on that a bit together today. We also hear in our readings from Malachi, we hear this reminder that the one God is the creator of all. And so as we draw closer to this one God and we remember our common humanity as brothers and sisters, we discover again that place of vocation. What is it that I can do? What is it that we can do that would be a service to humanity and a service to our world today? Even if it's just a drop of water, a drop of hope, in the ocean of the world's needs, it is very significant in the eyes of God. And all of those contributions add up to the mystery of love in our church and in our world today. I know when I was in uh, college many moons ago, I was reflecting on some of these questions. And 
what was I being invited to do? And what was I being called to do? And I was someone who had some preparation and some studies, but I wasn't feeling particularly confident at that young age. And I was asking the Lord, please help me. Please give me light to see the path ahead and to know what to do and how you want me to serve and make some kind of contribution to the world and to the church. And all around the college campus, they had these signs that said, you can make a difference. You can make a difference. And I believed in that message, but I didn't know how. I didn't know what I was going to do, and I wasn't entirely confident in my ability to make a difference. And yet I took steps, and little by little I prayed, and I talked to people, to friends, I hoped. And then I met the Jesuits, who happened to do the campus ministry at the Newman Center there when I was in college. And these Jesuits inspired me. And I realized that working with them and being with them, I could learn how to make a difference in the world and make my contribution along with others to the common good of all. And so it was this process of taking steps. And I think that's what um, a vocation, how it starts and what it's really all about is walking by faith. We don't know the whole way. We don't know the whole path, but we take steps and the Lord accompanies us on the journey. And so I invite us to reflect on these mysteries in our own lives and how the word of God, as we heard about in the second reading from Thessalonians, how the word of God nourishes us. And I know when I was praying about all of this, one of my spiritual directors, a Jesuit on a retreat, gave me a passage to pray with, which was Isaiah 43, 1 to 5. And that passage, if you recall, it's the one where God says through the prophet Isaiah, he says, you will pass through storms, you will pass through fires, you will pass through floods, but I will always be with you, says the Lord because you are precious in my eyes, and I love you. And when I read that passage on that retreat one Saturday afternoon, sitting on a grassy hillside, it was the first time in my life that the scriptures really came alive. And I felt like God was real, and I felt like God was actually speaking those words to me. And I haven't had many experiences in my life like that, but that was one of those moments where it all felt so real. And I believed that this was true, the word of God, and that God was speaking to me through that passage. And that really set me on my vocation path and really helped me to have the courage to move forward. And it's been a touchstone of grace over all these years. When I think back to that moment and I think back to that passage and the encouragement that the Lord gave me at that time. In Thessalonians, we hear this power of the word of God and the encouragement to share that word with one another, to stay close to that word, to bring that word out to others so that we can all share in this mystery of love and of vocation. And finally, in the gospel, Jesus speaks to us about servant leadership. 
that as we do all of this and we live out our vocation, whatever that might be, that we do it with humility, we do it with loving service, and we do it like Jesus did, which is by washing feet. And so my brothers and sisters, like the early Jesuits, St. Ignatius, St. Francis Xavier, St. Peter Faber, we too want to set the world on fire with God's love. But often it happens in these small ways, step by step, making the daily contributions that we can, and that adds together to the great mystery of God's love in our broken world. Tomorrow, when we celebrate the baptisms, there will be a wonderful moment when we light the candle for each of the newly baptized. We light a candle from the Easter candle, which is the central hope of our faith, the resurrection, the presence of the risen Jesus. And we light that candle and we pass it from the godparents and the parents to the newly baptized on behalf of our whole community and we share the light of Christ. And that is our true hope, that we want to share that light with one another and with the world today. And we know that a light is a small thing. It's a small flame. And yet it has that power to bring great illumination into the darkness. And it has the power to be passed along one to the other. And it has the power to conquer the darkness, and to continue to spread. From that one small light, we can light a million candles. And so let us reflect and pray this weekend, this week, my brothers and sisters, on this mystery of God's love through our vocations, and know that God is always with us, that he will always accompany us, because we are precious in his eyes, and God loves us.